Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Mind Your Marketing Podcast. Today on the show, I'm sitting with Mitch Parker. He is the VP of Sales and Marketing with Hirsch Condos up in Toronto. Uh, this is a cool episode because Mitch and his team are doing something different than all the other realtors and real estate professionals we've had on the show. They're selling pre-construction units. So Mitch has the challenge of really communicating to a customer, hey, this is what it would be like. This is where your living room would be. This is the feeling you're going to have in a place that hasn't been constructed yet. So I enjoyed hearing some of the challenges they have and how they push through them and get through them and hearing Mitch's story overall. So I think you all will enjoy this one. But before we get into it, as always, this show is brought to you by us over here at Cave Social. Uh, look, we're a marketing agency that helps companies grow online. If you're feeling stuck, you need some help and you're like, dang, I could really use some expertise, an agency, we might be able to help you out. So head over to cavesocial.com, hit that contact us. We'd love to help you. All right, that's enough on us. Sit back and enjoy this episode. Oh. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Mind Your Marketing Podcast. Today, I am excited to bring Mitch Parker to the show. He is the VP of Sales and Marketing at Hirsch Condos. Mitch, how you doing? Good, very good. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, no, I'm excited to have you on and talk a little bit about real estate marketing, Hirsch Condos, what y'all are doing. But more so, I want to talk and dive into you know the importance of building a personal brand and. and that's how that's a cross discipline, how anybody can do that. So I think that'll be a fun conversation. But before we get into both those things, walk me through your story, man. How did you get to where you're at right now with Hirsch Condos and into the sales and marketing role? <laughs> uh, well, so basically the story is I went to school uh, for business with a specialization in finance. I've always been interested in that element of the industry. And my dad was always an entrepreneur. So I joke with people that while I grew up at home, I kind of grew up half at home, but half in an office. And so I've always been around business my entire life. So it was very natural that I chose a career where I could utilize that skill set and the the interest that I generated as a result of it. So I started off in real estate way back in 2006, originally as an investor. The goal was to find a property that we could flip. And when I say we, my dad was my first joint venture partner. And back in the day when, if you remember, Discovery Channel and A&E and all those channels, there were shows constantly about flipping houses. And I remember watching this one episode in particular where this, this woman who had no idea what she was doing was like clopping around in these crazy high heels. And she ended up making like 60 or $80,000 flipping this house. And I said, I have an understanding of finance. I know how numbers work. I've done some construction work in my previous background. I can make this happen. I approached my dad. I said, let's pick up a property. He said, let's do it. He became my first joint venture partner. And rather than find a house to flip, we ended up finding a rental property. So it was rented out to students near the local university. It worked well. We ended up buying a whole bunch more, built up a nice little portfolio of properties. And then through that, it just eventually made sense for me to get a license, have access to the properties earlier. Naturally, you know, when you're doing something and you're doing a pretty good job at it, people are going to ask you how you do it. So I started helping other people buy properties. And so um, I worked on the resale side. So uh, houses that are already built for a long period of time. And then I reached a point where, you know, it was no longer exciting to me anymore. And I was looking for the next challenge. So that next challenge happened to be on the pre-construction side. So my role right now at Hirsch Condos is the easiest way to explain it is, you know, most real estate agents, they list a house 
and they put it onto the MLS and then other agents come and bring their buyers and they eventually close the transaction. What we're doing is instead of listing a house, we're listing an entire building. So let's say we have one coming up that's 330 suites just in downtown Toronto. And we work with brokers in our community. We have a, a large database of agents that then bring the buyers and close on those units. So it's basically real estate at scale is the way that I like to describe it. So how does that uh, change things when you get to that level, right, of units and we're looking at marketing, obviously marketing one home you're walking through and you're going, look at this granite countertop and look at the master bedroom. And, you know, when you have a bunch of units, are you marketing now more so to you know, these trusted agents that you're working with? Is it about communicating to them? Is it about just selling the neighborhood? Like, where do you go? And how does that messaging change? So I'd say one of the major differences is when you're selling a house or a condo that that's already built, it's very easy to just stand in there. And you're not there's no real picture to paint, because it's already painted for you. You know what the unit looks like, you know what the views are, you know what the neighborhood is like. Whereas when we're selling, these are buildings that have not been built yet. So often you're selling from floor plans with digital renderings and a lot of marketing material. So the marketing element and being able to paint that picture of what that will look like once the building is complete, that's an essential part of it. And to touch on your point, it's essential that we get the agents to understand what that vision looks like, but it's also essential that that messaging gets from the agent to ultimately the buyer. Yeah, it's so huge, right? You you have something that's not, like you said, it's not physical yet. You can't stand in it. You can't touch it. You can't feel those granite countertops. Yeah. So you got to help the consumer understand and that agent translate it. Now, before we got on air, we talked about a little bit. You said one of the passions you have is personal branding. So I want to you said, you know, you think everybody should have a personal brand and I don't disagree with you, but I'd love to know why do you think it's so important that people invest in personal branding? So I think first and foremost, I think everybody has a personal brand, whether they want to or not. I mean, it's basically if you ask somebody what you're known for. Um, or what you represent, that is your personal brand. So whether you're trying to achieve one or not, every single person has one. So I look at it as I might as well shape what that brand is that people are seeing and what people have a picture of. So, you know, that's everything to me from what you're putting on social media, to how you're dressing, to how you're presenting, to how you're carrying yourself in conversations, how you treat people. You know, it's really a full encompassment of who you are and the picture that you create. Again, it's it's sort of like pre-construction where some of the stuff you can see, like you can go walk in the neighborhood, but some of the stuff you can't see, like your personality and that. So, you know, can somebody go onto, let's say your Instagram profile or your LinkedIn profile and get a pretty good understanding of what you are and what you do? I think that's ultimately what personal branding comes down to and why it's so important. I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory, but you know, life is all about relationships. You know, the the older that I get and the wiser that I get, um, I still have a very long way to go in that department. But the info that I do pick up, it is all about the relationships and who you know. And people remember you, you know, the way you walk into a room, the conversations you had, did you thank them? Are you nice? Are you a dick? Right? Like, so basically, you just want to make sure that brand that you're carrying is something that represents you well and shows off your best attributes. 100%. It's like, uh, 
you know, if you call someone and, and your name shows up on their caller ID, what's that feeling that they're getting, right? Yeah. Is yeah, it, yeah. I'm excited to talk to this person or is it the same as when a Verizon or Telus up in Canada is on your caller ID? And you're like, what the? I don't want to talk to this company. I love that. And I think you hit the nail on the head where it's like life does really come down to relationships, right? And not only who you know, but how do you know them? How do they perceive you? And when you need a favor or when there's a job opening or when there's a potential client, are you going to be the person that they come to or recommend, especially in real estate, right? Where it's like somebody comes in and like, oh, I want to buy a new condo. For, and it's like, oh, you need to talk to Mitch. He knows everything to do with condos. He's the person I'm going to put you in touch with him. And it's like that cosign is so, so important to get. And that's really built on your personal brand slash your person, like the relationship equity that you've built. I think it's call Mitch, but I think it's also call Mitch because he's going to take good care of you and he's really going to represent your best interests. I think that's really what it comes down to. It's like this podcast, for example, you know, I listened to a number of your podcasts before coming on the show and they're awesome, by the way. But, you know, if I had listened to them and they weren't that great, I probably would have canceled. I, it just wouldn't have been worth the time to spend together, to be totally honest with you. But, you know, after looking at you up online and seeing the kind of content you produced, I'm like, all right, this guy knows what he's doing. He has a good brand. He has a good reputation. He's putting out good content. So it's totally worth spending an hour sitting here chatting with you. It's easy to have personal brand with your family and your close friends because you have so much relationship equity and you have continual chances to build that up right now. To your point, when it's people you maybe haven't met personally, how do we get to know that person? And how do we get to sense a feeling? And it's through the content they're putting out. It's through how they're representing themselves online. That stuff becomes so pivotal. Now, for a person who is just getting started with this and they go, okay, I want to take, like, that all sounds gravy, right? And I want to do right. that. But where do I get started? Like, where do you think people should lean into? Is that blogging? Is that Instagram? Like, where would you recommend people go? I think it's authenticity. I think everybody has a defined set of, of skills that they are good at in life and things that they are passionate in life. And I think that's where you have to start. And I'm a firm believer in being authentic to who you truly are, because if you're not, people can smell that and they can read it. And it also becomes not fun after a certain amount of time being somebody who you're not. I mean, the right people will like you for you. The people who don't will sort of move on and drift away. But at the end of the day, if you're authentically you, I think that's a great place to start. And it's it can be as simple as doing an exercise. Like, what am I passionate about? Like, like for me personally, I love entrepreneurship. I love business. Um, I love animals. I love fitness. I love warm weather. I love cars. So like, I start with that. And then I can really dive in and start to paint the picture of, okay, now what can I put together that's going to represent this brand from an external standpoint looking in? I love that idea, right? Of building out like theme bucket. That's how I like to approach that is like, I love marketing. I love entrepreneurship. I like fitness and I like, you know, self-improvement type things. Of course, I have opinions on politics, right? <laughs> but I, I don't put them on social media for the most part. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, or, or even a more boiled down, like less consequential thing. Like I love sports. I love the Minnesota Vikings. However, I know that if I start posting my opinions on the 
trades than the you know the transactions that are taking place within that franchise like i'm gonna dilute my brand that i'm trying to put together and the person i want to be known for i don't want to be known as the minnesota vikings fan i want to be known as the guy who does marketing right so i think for anyone listening is to your point is really think about what you're passionate about make them into like buckets right like maybe go four buckets and say okay fitness right entrepreneurship like marketing could then the other thing could be like books. It could be anything. Like it anything. literally could be anything. It could be skiing, and and then it's like okay, great. Now this is my the stuff I want to portray, and and the stuff I'm going to put out there, and the stuff I'm going to work on building, because your brand really is what people are saying about you when you're not there. I think that that always was happening to your point, but social media now it lets you grab the reins a little bit on that narrative and really really pull it in a certain direction. So I, I can't agree with you more there. I also think that, you know, before social media, there was almost these like two personalities. You could have your work life and your outside work life. Whereas I think now with social media and just being connected all the time, I think that's really merged together to become one overall branding. Like the guy who shows up to work is the same guy that goes to watch a Minnesota Vikings football game on Sunday. Like there's no differential between those two anymore. There's so much crossover and like business is personal. And like, I think that there's all of those old idioms that we might've heard and any little anecdotes and whatever. I, a lot of times I'm like, man, that's bullshit. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> so much. I'm like, ah, you know, people are like, you know, don't do business with friends or like you're saying like, it's like, oh, you need to have a business you and then a personal you. And it's like, yeah, don't get me wrong. If I walk in to pitch a potential client, I'm going to act slightly different than if I'm on this podcast where I'm shooting the shit versus if I'm with my buddies on a Friday night and we're watching a hockey game. Like, yeah, I'm going to vary a little bit in how I act, but at the core, I'm going to put out that same message. And I think that's important is to come back to that core and to come back to what you said, lean into authenticity. If we lean into that authenticity, then you don't got to worry about like being fake or being caught or being like, because people are going to see through it eventually anyways. If you, and you, <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. And you might as well because you attract who you are, basically. So, you know, if you're authentic and the thing about you is you're super empathetic and you're really into a certain amount, certain skills and certain hobbies, like you'll attract those people into, into your life. And to, I look at it like life will just get better the more authentic that you are. I think it just comes down to that. But it's hard. I love. I mean, it. listen, it's it's hard sometimes, right? Like we can we're afraid to be our authentic selves because you open yourself up to judgment, especially being connected on social media. So I don't want anybody to think like, oh yeah, it's like such an easy thing for him to do, just come across authentic. But I think it takes practice, and I think it takes hard work. Yeah, and to be unapologetically yourself, right? There's a we had an episode of the podcast with these people from Midday Squares, a chocolate bar company, a chocolate protein bar company out of Montreal. I and love their whole Midday thing, right? Squares, by the way, they're amazing. Yeah, and so Jake from their team was on the show, and we're talking, and it's just like it's to that point, right? About like being unapologetically yourself, and that it takes guts. And to, what you're saying here is just reiterating it for listeners, right? Like it takes guts and the courage to be like, all right, I'm going to be myself and I'm going to put it out there. And then when you do, you start to attract people who are thinking like you and good things can come of it for sure. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, Mitch, before I let you go, let people know where can they learn more about Hirsch condos and where can they connect with you online, follow along, you know, and see what you're doing with your personal brand. 
For sure. So the best place is catch me on Instagram. It's it's my name, Mitch Parker, and then an RE at the back end. So for like real estate, Hirsch Condos, it's, it's just at Hirsch Condos on social media. You can also find me on LinkedIn. Not much of a Facebook user, but I think between those two channels, uh, you can find me. And uh, yeah, listen, I, I think the other thing that's important to mention just before we sign off on, on here is it's anybody who's looking to build your brand. I know online video is the big thing now. Everybody wants to shoot like YouTube content or any sort of video medium, whether it's long form or short form. But I think you have to pick the medium that's right for you. I think you should push yourself to do some video. But if you're like an incredible writer, and writing is your jam, then start a blog and put out articles and show your expertise that way because everybody's an expert on something. And the medium that you're most comfortable with and that you're the best at is probably what you're gonna excel at. Don't stay pigeonholed into that, right? So if you're amazing at writing, push yourself to make a video and the first one's gonna suck. I'm telling you, I was there at one point, I watched like my first video content that I put together is horrible compared to like the 200th piece of content. I'm sure you can relate with your podcast right? The first one was like, you probably look back and be like, why did anybody listen to this thing? Right. But now it sounds <laughs> awesome. So the only way to get better is to practice and to do it, but start with the form that you're best at. So, you know, if you're terrified of video, but you're amazing at writing, just start by writing one piece of content, putting it out there, share it with the world, start telling them who you are and be unapologetic about it. Yeah. And it's communicate, especially when you're starting off on the medium that provides the least amount of friction. And for that, if you're a graphic designer, make graphics. If you're if you're great on video, start shooting that. And if you want to write, start writing. I'm there with you 100%. Everyone, I will put links to Mitch's socials in the show notes page as well for Hirsch Condo. So be sure to go over and connect with Mitch. Thanks so much for coming on the show today, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right, everybody. That's it for this episode. As always, I'm your host, Jordan Shelton, and I'll catch you next time. Oh.